now for God's Word for us in 2 Corinthians. We'll start at the 4th chapter of the 13th verse. I'm reading today from the Common English Bible. I think sometimes it's helpful to have Paul's complicated sentences rendered in more modern English. I understand that some of the Greek was a, what may be now a chapter, might be one long Greek sentence. And that may be easier for him to write, but harder for us to hear. This Common English Bible is a good way to hear God's Word in more modern English. He writes, we have the same faithful spirit as what was written in Scripture. I had faith and so I spoke. We also have faith and so we also speak. We do this because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus will also raise us with Jesus. And He will bring us into His presence along with you. All these things are for your benefit. As grace increases to benefit more and more people, it will cause gratitude to increase, which results in God's glory. So we aren't depressed. But even if our bodies are breaking down on the outside, the person that we are on the inside is being renewed every day. Our temporary minor problems are producing an eternal stockpile of glory for us that is beyond all comparison. We don't focus on the things that can be seen, but on things that can't be seen. The things that can be seen don't last, but the things that can't be seen are eternal. We know that if the tent that we live in on earth is torn down, we have a building from God. It's a house that isn't handmade, which is eternal and located in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Lord, may our <coughs> thoughts and may my words be acceptable in your sight, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Where's your house? When, when our son Paul III went off to college, we knew that he was going to encounter some people from a variety of backgrounds with ideas that he would find new and unusual and different, different from ideas that he had learned at home. Now, one of the most surprising things was that Paul told us that when people at Barton College were asked, where are you from? <laughs> They didn't say McGee's Crossroads or Four Oaks or Wilson or Middlesex. They would say which county they were from. Johnston, Pitt, Buncombe, Edgecombe, Pasquotank. That experience gave him a very different perspective. Not to mention a little more North Carolina geography. <laughs> now my version of that kind of learning came from clients I worked with in my job with North Carolina's Division of Services for the Blind. Every once in a while they would ask me where I live. But that's not how they put it. They say, where you stay at? <laughs> you see, many of them were poor. Many of them, they didn't have a house. They didn't have a condo. They didn't have some permanent home. Their housing was where they live for now, temporarily. And if you think about it, that's true for every one of us. We are all sojourners, living in bodies that are temporary tents. As Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, for we know that if this earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house 
not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Paul had suffered trials and tribulations, and yet he had hope. He knew that promise from Isaiah that the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with singing. Everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness. And sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Who among us has not been down, discouraged, ready to give up, just quit, walk away? But we cannot walk away from our faith in God or our commitment to Jesus Christ. Paul said not to focus on the things that can be seen, but on things that can't be seen. Why? Because the things that can be seen don't last. But the things that can't be seen are eternal. What is seen is transient, temporary. But the unseen our bodies will fail, our money will run out, and troubles will come. But the inner self, loved by God, renewed by God, will nourish, flourish, I should say, will flourish nonetheless, even as the outer self fails. Paul has faith in God and promises that even if our bodies are breaking down on the outside, the person that we are on the inside is being renewed every day. I don't believe that such renewal just happens. I don't believe, I also don't believe that we can eat all we want to and lose weight. <laughs> if you take this magic powder. I don't believe we can get in shape by just thinking about it or watching those Peloton commercials. I believe that consequences come from actions. So I don't believe that renewal just happens. We have to do something. What kind of things renew your spirit? Sometimes we're renewed by rest and recreation. Vacation, right? <laughs> yeah. By putting ourselves in a place to witness God's magnificent creation, whether that's in close to the ocean's mighty roar or, the, or in the mountains, marvelously undulating blue shapes or the beauty of a sunset or even in the cool morning rain. Right, Sharon? <laughs> I believe we find renewal in loving relationships with friends and with family and even with people we just met. I recall one of the hardest, most challenging, most discouraging times in my whole life and along the way, I called someone in my family. They did not offer me some miracle advice. You need to do this, do that. They didn't even listen particularly patiently. It's not their habit. But that phone call somehow reminded me of a loving, lasting relationship, and it renewed my spirit. Sometimes we just need to talk with or be with people who love us. I believe we can find renewal in church, not because of what the preacher says necessarily, or the fine music, and it is fine, or the great meals we shared before pandemic and hope to share again soon. 
I have missed Ronnie's children. <laughs> <laughs> Not to mention somebody's coconut pie, <clears throat> Joyce. <laughs> but because in church we encounter fellow believers, fellow disciples who are trying to learn from and follow our Savior. I'm convinced that the Bible is a marvelous source of renewal by reading and studying God's Word, by making that opportunity for us to be led by the Holy Spirit to new understanding, we can be renewed. And I believe that prayer is a source of renewal. I believe we're, we're called to constant prayer, not because God somehow responds to us nagging. Remember I asked you this last week? But because prayer reminds us that God is with us and that God's love is forever. Paul contrasts with what's seen and not seen. Even if on the outside we get old and wrinkly, day by day our inner, our inner nature is being renewed. Paul tells us we live now in a tent, temporary housing. But our hope is for a heavenly dwelling, a house not made with hands. Do you remember my first question today was, where's your house? I have another question for you. What about your home insurance? Our book of confessions includes a good answer to that question. Well, the question they pose is, what is your only comfort in life and in death? That I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ, who is fully paid for all my sins with His precious blood and has set me free from the tyranny of the devil. He also watches over me in such a way that not even a hair can fall from my head without the will of my Father in heaven. In fact, all things must work together for my salvation. Because I belong to Him, Christ by His Holy Spirit assures me of eternal life and makes me wholehearted wholeheartedly willing and ready from now on to live for Him. Thanks be to God. Amen.